Hi everybody, I'm Bob Schneider. Welcome to the Song Club. I knew it was a bad idea to meet you here, my dear. Your table is just over here, so please follow me and uh, we'll get you seated right away and uh, get you a menu and let you know what's on the menu and then we'll just serve you whatever we plan on serving you and so the menu really is a formality because that's the way we do it here at the Song Club Diner. We serve up the songs that we have prepared Sort of like one of those exclusive, I guess it's an exclusive restaurant, or it's like one of those things where the chef comes to your house, prepares a meal, feeds it to you and your family, makes sweet love to your wife, and then breaks your heart and leaves. And then you wake up in the middle of the night with a bad case of the poops. Except it's not like that at all, because we don't do any of that stuff. We don't make sweet love to your wife. We don't give you diarrhea. No, we just serve up songs fresh from the hit factory. And when I say we, I mean me. And when I say hit factory, I mean my little room. That uh, I spend a little bit of time and not a lot of time. You'd think I spend a lot of time here. Because these songs are handcrafted with precision and with, uh, you know, whatever other fucking words you want to use to describe the songs. And uh, it seems like I probably spent a lot of time working on them. And sometimes I do. This week I feel like I spent more time than I normally do because I've been doing... uh, live streams every Monday. And I had a feeling that I would be playing this song during the live stream, so I wanted to make sure I had a good version of it to perform. And so I probably spent a little bit more time than I normally would. Um, And I guess that's good, but here's the thing, kids. When it comes to creativity, there ain't no shortcut. When it comes to inspiration, there ain't no surefire method. Yeah, you just get the idea that you get, and then you can polish the turd, I think is the name of the game. It's called Get the Turd, Get It All Polished Up. And when you bring it out, the shine from the sun hitting it. Sometimes we'll bedazzle someone, and they'll be, oh my goodness, it's brilliance. Look at the brilliance on that thing. And you'll be like, you won't want to dissuade them. And you'll be like, yeah, you're right. That thing is incredible, incredible, if you're French. And... uh I feel like that's the whole world, actually. That's everything in the world's kind of that way. Is if you just present it like, oh my goodness, you can wait till you see this thing. And then you show it with confidence, you display it with confidence, and then people are like, wow. Wow. Well, my, oh my. 
isn't that incredible? And you're like, yeah, yeah, it is. But it's usually just not that incredible. Now, the songs that I wrote this week are not that. They are incredible. See? See what I'm doing? Presenting with confidence. It's the key. It's the name of the game, baby. It separates some people from some other people. Some people that do it that way from people that don't do it that way or do it a different way. In the end, what does it matter? I've been reading this book called Sapiens, and it's about the history of humans on the earth. And I'm at the very beginning. I just started reading it. I haven't read very much of it. But they talk about, I guess, sapiens, homo sapiens. So we're all homos. And I guess there were like homo neanderthalus and homo sapiens and then homo some other shit, some other word that they put at the end of homo. And I guess 70,000 years ago, all the other homos, homo slash whatevers got 86 off the earth and then it was just homo sapiens from then on and they're they don't know why that happened spoiler alert they don't know why that happened uh they don't know if it was because homo sapiens said hey y'all get ready to die bitches or Something else happened. They don't know. Uh, it's a big mystery. But they're, so they talk about that. But then they also talk about, like, I guess Homo sapiens were around 150,000 years ago. And then 150,000 to 70,000 years ago, there was like three or four different species of Homo slash fill in the blank. And I was just trying to, like, do the math on it. Like, just that number, like that 80,000 years. 80,000 years where dudes were just getting born, barely surviving, meeting a girl, learning all the music from Sound of Music, Um, getting married and then immediately dying. Like getting pregnant or getting somebody pregnant and immediately dying for 80,000 years. I don't know. It's just crazy. It, it's, you seem like in 80,000 years, somebody would have invented a goddamn pencil. But nope, nobody did. And then, 70,000 years till like 200 years ago. Like a pencil was invented like a couple thousand years ago. But it's really been like the last 200 years that shit shot through the roof. Like iPhones. Like industrial revolution 200 years ago and now we got an iPhone. So in the 200 years, we got a lot of shit. 
Like we got the ability for me to make the Song Club podcast, which goddamn thank God for technology. But before that, you know, for 149,000 years and change, if you wanted to listen to the Song Club, you had to be sitting around a campfire listening to old daddy schnizznots fucking bring on the heat. And the ladies be like, damn, son. And them, and them flies floating around him or them just sweet, sweet, whatever, something else that looks like flies. No, those are flies. So it's just weird. It's weird that nothing happened for a long time and then all of a sudden shit started happening. And like real fast, like over the last 200 years, real fast. Like a snowball that became like a snow, tiny snowflake. Like they were trying to build a snowman for 150,000 years and for 149,000 years, which is a long time, by the way. I don't know if you've ever just spent a year doing one thing and not anything else. But that's a long year. What are you going to do this year? Well, I'm going to do one thing. That's going to be a long year, son. Yeah. Anyways, I digress. Because we're here at the Song Club. We're not here at the History Club. We're not here at the History Association of Bob Schnizz. We're at the Song Club, baby. Got some new songs this week that I wrote, and I kind of like. I kind of like the songs I wrote this month. Uh, and that's, I guess that's good. Better than thinking they were horrible. But I like them. Now, am I going to like them in a month or two? I don't know. We'll see. So let's talk about them. Let's, uh, let's hear them. Let me bring them out of the old closet, as it were. Find out their sexuality. Find out if they like that. Or if they like that doodle doodle doodle. Let's see which what these songs are attracted to. The twing 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 or the doodle doodle doodle. Because we don't know. Until we bring them out of the closet and take a better peek at them. So let's start with the newest song. I always like starting with the newest. Why not? Why not just start with the freshest? It's like when you have kids. You're always presenting the newborn baby. You're like, oh, because the it's still in getting that golden milk. Hopefully it's not golden, by the way. Hopefully it's white. But if it's golden, whatever, it's still milk. Still milk coming out of that. Titty. It's weird because when I was thinking of titty, I was thinking of dude tit. And then as soon as I said titty, I'm like, oh, everybody thinks I'm talking about a lady's boob. But I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking about a man's titty. 
But then I was like, well, they don't, they'll, they'll assume it's a lady's boob because that's where the milk comes from. But when I was making up the story, I was thinking about the golden milk coming out of a man's hairy titty. So sometimes I got to explain shit because it don't make no sense. And that definitely didn't make any sense. I mean, it, it made sense to me, but then I realized, oh, that's probably not going to make sense to anybody but me. So I should probably explain, which I did, and I'm glad I did. Because now we have this thing called understanding. And God damn it, that's what the world needs a little bit more of, I think. All right, this new song is called The Human Torch. Uh, the phrase in the song club this week was before you're gray. So I squeezed that in there somewhere about halfway. But uh, I've written a lot of songs. I've written a lot of songs now where the title is an, a Marvel superhero. Um, I've written a song called Thor. It's going to be on the next record. Oh, by the way, I should mention, I have plans to go into the studio in about less than two weeks to start recording the new record. So thank you, Patreon members, for your support, because that those coins that you guys have been collecting from various professions that you're in and then sending my way will now be put to good use. And we will spend them on some quality recordings of some of these songs. So I'm excited. So Thor is one of those songs that we're going to be recording. I've recorded it. I haven't recorded a song in the studio, but I wrote a song called The Hulk. Of course, I've written about Spider-Man um, and others that I can't recall right now. And who gives? Who cares, really? Ultimately, now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, why am I even talking about it? Let's just listen to the, to the human torch. Oh, I almost died. <laughs> Not really, but I, I felt like I had a, a moment there. All right, fuck that. Let's listen to the human torch and see how good this song really is now that we're here. Here we go. I heard you dated the human torch I heard you made out with slides alone I heard you went to the Grammy party And you couldn't make it home alone And I saw you on the Instagram Hanging out at Dan Bozerian's But that's all in the past now just let it go You've ever 
yeah. I hope you find what you're looking for. Yeah, that sort of is the, I always think of that guy, the unrequited love guy, as the guy from the song by, uh, whatever his name is, Kanye West, the gold digger guy. I That's like one of my favorite characters of any song ever written, where he's like, he's just, he loves this chick and she's got a bunch of kids by a bunch of dudes. One of them's Usher. Uh, I feel like if somebody writes a song like Gold Digger, they get a free, for me, they get a free pass for life. I don't care how insane Kanye gets or how bad his music gets. He gets a free pass forever for me. And I'm sure from everybody, I'm sure he's one of the great, one of the great rappers, one of the great businessmen, one of the great provocateurs of our time. You know, I'm sure everybody's like, but there is this weird thing with people where they're like, yeah, that guy did some great music, but fuck that guy. Because he said one thing or he did something stupid. Yeah, of course he's going to do some stupid shit. He's an artist. Artists do stupid shit. Dude, if I was as famous as Kanye West and I did any of the shit that I normally do, people would be like, fuck that guy. Luckily, there's only about 15 people that care. And you guys are listening to me right now. And I thank you for it. So yeah, that's that guy. The gold digger guy. Who loves this... This uh, person that he's in love with in this song, and and she just doesn't really care about him. But he's like, yeah, yeah, it's okay. I know you're not really calling me. I know you don't really care about me, but yeah, I'm here. The guy's a sorry sack of shit, really. But I like, I love those characters. Those are my favorite. I love the. Uh, the guy that's like, I don't know, still has some hope left in him, even though it ain't going to work out. It ain't going to work out for you, dude. But he's like, I know, but still, you know, I'm still hoping. Love that guy. All right. So that's the human torch. Um, This next song, I always feel like, all these songs are narrated by different people. Even though it's me doing the narrating. Dude, me saying narrating is me pretending to be Sam Harris. I don't know if you know who Sam Harris is. He has a podcast called Waking Up. And I've been doing uh, morning meditations, guided meditations with him. By the way, you want to get your day off to a good start, try guided meditations. And uh, I can't recommend Sam Harris highly enough, but he doesn't, he just refuses to put a G at the end of the ING words. Just refuses. I don't know if it's because he doesn't give a fuck. I don't know if it's because he doesn't realize he's not doing it. Either way, he's not doing it. He's, he's, there's no G's at the end of anything he's saying. Except he doesn't say saying, he says saying. Uh, 
All right. What's this next song we're doing? Let's just get... You know what? This is going to be the first Song Club podcast where I just stay on track like a motherfucker. Whatever that means. That doesn't even mean anything, me saying that. Me saying what I just said means nothing. By the way, I watched Captain Fantastic. If you haven't seen that film, highly recommend it. Um, but Viggo Morganson, when he's talking to his kids and he asks for an explanation of what something is and they just give him the textbook response, he's like, Mm-mm, nope, that's not good enough. You need to tell me in your own words what this thing is. Or somebody says, what do you think of that book? And they say, interesting. And he's like, Mm-mm, we can't use that word because that's a non-word. It doesn't say anything doesn't describe anything, doesn't tell us your point of view. And so now I'm thinking, oh, I need to be more like that, even though I'm not going to be. All right, so this next narrator in this next song, which is a song I guess I wrote last week, kind of the polar opposite of the guy from The Human Torch. Let's check it out. It's called The King. Uh, And let's see what we think of this song. Here we go. The king, it goes a little like this. I got a crystal ball. I can see the future with. I got a gold hat. Catches the sun. I'm the king. Got a nice place, nice place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out in the country. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got a TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Takes yeah. up a wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm the king. It's okay. I'm the king. Uh, Man, I'm so glad that there's a song club because here's what I do with that song. I've been playing it uh, on my Monday night shows. 
And I would play it normally if I was at the Saxon Pub and I would play it a few times and I liked the song a lot. And there's no telling what that song would sound like with the band. It might sound a lot better or different or I don't know. But the chance that that song would ever go on a record or that you guys would ever have a copy of it is almost next to zero. But because of the song club, you guys will now have a copy of that song. And I love that song. I think it's cool. And I'm glad that you guys will get a copy of it and and be able to listen to it whenever you want. Uh, you know. Yeah. And, you know, soon, at some point, I don't know when it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be this week or if it's going to be next week. But, you know, Spotify is going to come a calling. They're going to give me the old... They're going to, you know, it's going to take a minute for them to figure out how to get in contact with me, but they're going to get in contact with me and they're going to be like, hey, Bobby, we want you to move the song club to Spotify and we're going to give you, I don't know, we gave Joe Rogan a hundred million dollars. I guess we'll probably give you, you're not quite as big as him, so we'll give you like $89 million. And at that point, then all these songs will be on Spotify and you can listen to them whenever you want on Spotify, but you're going to be paying Spotify 20 bucks a month to hear these songs at that point. And I won't care because I'll be so fucking rich. I won't give a fuck about anything or anybody. All I'll be doing is taking milk baths and getting all of my needs met by slaves. So that, and when I say slaves, I'm not, I'm talking about Russian uh, sex workers. So basically, by the way, me saying that, if I was Kanye West, now I'm canceled, by the way. So thank goodness I'm not K-Dub. 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 That's the way my sex workers say it. K-Dub. I like K-Dub. Shut up. Don't talk to me. Uh, Sex worker. Um... So yeah, so that guy's different. The king's different than the guy in the Human Torch. They're all different. Um, let's listen to another song I wrote. This one's called Sugar Booga. And after I wrote it, I was like, oh, I love this so much. And then I played it for my wife, and she's like, Oh yeah, there's a you know that song Sugar Sugar Booga Bugga Dugga 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 Dugga. I'm like, Oh shit. That's right. There's another song called Sugar Booga or something like that. But it's not, it doesn't sound exactly the same at all. It sounds different enough. And, you know, I wrote a song called Candyman, and there's a real famous song called Candyman. So, not a big deal. I mean, it's a big deal, but it's not that big of a deal. I mean, there's bigger deals. Um, I like this song too. Uh, the thing I love about this song, so one of my favorite things you can do in a song and in a movie and in a poem and any sort of art form is you make the, make the uh, viewer or make the participant in whatever piece of art you're doing think that you're doing one thing and then all of a sudden you're doing something else. But it still makes sense, and it still fits into what you're doing. It's not like insane, but it's 
I just like sharp left or right turns in the song. And I feel like this does it uh, in the chorus. And I mean, when I wrote it, it kind of happened that way. Like I just was writing this song. I didn't really know what it was about. I didn't know what was going on. And then at some point, I just start singing the chorus, which is Sugar Booga. And, and which was awesome. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then there's some weird high-pitched sort of bell synth noise that's in the background. And what I had done was I'd played something. And then I was like, well, I don't really like that sound. So then I was trying different sounds, different soft synthesizers. Soft synthesizers are virtual synthesizers that are on my computer. And I've already played the notes. They're called MIDI notes. And I was like, oh, let me try some different sounds. So I have this one program that emulates a lot of old keyboards. And I was just playing around with it. And then all of a sudden, the sound that you're going to hear on the song came up. And I was like, whoa, what's that? Like I'd never heard it before. Oh, that's so cool. And it's like not even in, it's not even the right key. It's it's a synthesizer that plays stuff in a different key. I don't know. So it was like two really happy accidents that happened on this song, which makes the song really special. If either of those two things don't happen, you've got the rest of the song, which is like, eh, it's okay. It's not special. But I think because those two things happen, it's I really enjoy the song. And anyways, I hope you do too. But ultimately, again, there's two. Basically, there's two files that I have. One's care about. It's tiny, pretty tiny. It's about the size of a of a trash can that you would see like next to your toilet in your bathroom. Not big. That one's care about. And then the other trash can that I have, it's not a trash can. It's where everything else goes. Everything. And that's called don't care about. And I don't know how big it is. Because it's one of those things where like, you know, like if you're standing in the base of a mountain on a cloudy day and it just goes up into the, into the uh, cloud. So you're not really sure how big it is. That's the size of that one. And, uh, Whatever I was saying at the beginning of that, whatever that was, because I've already forgotten, because it's in that, it's not in the care about, it's in the other one. Yeah, so, again, I don't know why I even started talking about all that, but let's listen to this song, it's called Sugar Booga. I wrote it, so you know it's good. Here it is, it goes a little something like this. Would not be necessary 
Some died in a fire, y'all. Uh, not everybody made it because, uh, oh, why's that, Bobby? Well, what? Oh, I'm glad that you and I are still here. Got it. Not glad that people died in the fire. Yeah, there you go. That's Sugar Booger. Sugar Booger, Sugar Booger, baby. Yeah, I don't know. I love that song. But, you know. Some people might not, but again, it would go in that second column for me, but not really. I mean, I want people to like stuff, but again, I think it used to matter more what people thought to me because I thought, well, if I could get these people to like what I do or then that would somehow matter somehow in terms of my overall happiness. But it turns out I've gotten some people to like what I do and uh, it doesn't really affect my happiness. And then I've had some people not like what I do and it turns out it doesn't really affect my overall happiness. So, you know, you, you, you go through that enough and then you realize, oh, why do I care? And then you realize, oh, I kind of do care a little bit, but not a lot. Because I realize, oh, this is some lie that I've told myself that doesn't really hold up to scrutiny or to experience. So, yeah, there you go. I, uh, I've had a lot of experience looking at that and then realizing, oh, that's, that's, a, that's a lie. That I tell myself, or somebody told me a while ago, and I believe that. I believed it so many years ago. I believed it, and now I don't believe it as much, but I still believe it a little bit. Let's listen to an old song. This is a song that a uh, couple regulars, I'll just call them regulars, they know who they are that come to the Saxon Pub on Monday nights. Every time I play this song, there's there's like three songs that I play, and then every time I start one of these songs, they get excited, and I can hear them getting excited because they're right next to the stage, and they've been there for 13 or 14 years. They come every Monday. Uh, I don't know if they're coming to the uh, to the virtual shows on Monday night now. 
I hope they are. But this is one of the songs that when I would play, they'd get excited. And I realized, oh, I haven't, I haven't ever presented this song in the song club. And so I am this week, and it's called uh, Cemetery. Now, I feel like this guy uh, is sim- uh, not similar, another different, a completely different guy in terms of character, but another unrequited love song like uh, The Human Torch, but this guy's like, F-U-B, F-U-B, here's my plan for what I'm going to do with your memory and what's what you are to me. And it goes a little something like this. It's called Cemetery. And it goes something like, a little something like this. It goes something like this. That's melodica, baby. Gotta love that melodica feel. I love it. I'm in a little cemetery. You got to hear me, 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 what I say. I know now that a heart can't be kept at bay. You got to hear me, 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 what I say. Oh, yeah. Well, I love. Shit, he's wearing chains. Shit. Snakes? What? Oh, man, that just reminds me. Oh, man, that totally reminds me of this dream that I just had. God damn it. I know, man. I know when somebody says that, like, oh, let me tell you about this dream I had. You're like, oh, no. Like, that's what your brain says when somebody says it. You're like, oh, no. Don't tell me. I don't want to know is what your brain says. But I have these dreams sometimes where the fauna or the creatures have gotten way the fuck out of control around me. And in the dream, I mean, I just woke up from it because it's early in the morning. I'm trying to get this podcast done before shit breaks loose, which it probably will. At some point 
During this podcast, somebody's going to open up the door of my studio. That person's going to be my wife, and she's going to say, hey, I'm splitting because she's getting ready to go somewhere. Uh, I'm trying to get this done before she does that because once she leaves, then I won't be able to do the podcast for a minute. Um, so I'm trying to get it done. But let me get back to this dream. Oh, shit, he remembered about the dream. Damn it. So I have these dreams where shit, like... It's usually like bugs and shit and like the bugs are real big and they're fucked up and they're like mutated and they're like way bigger than they normally are. And this was one of those fucking dreams where I'm like cruising along trying to get somewhere and I look down and I realize, man, there's a fucking lot of lizards because I got a lot of lizards out where I live. But these lizards are big. And then I realized, oh, these are fucking way bigger than normal. And there's a lot of snakes and there's also some water. Uh, like pond water sort of and in the pond water there's all kinds of shit in the pond water like weird crabs and uh, not crabs but like crab bugs and stuff like weird fucking bugs I'm like god damn man those are some fucking freaky looking bugs but it's a dream so I'm like you know in a dream you just assume you just take everything it's kind of like life like in life you just like oh this is all real you don't ask too many questions. And then probably when we wake up from this dream of life, we'll be like, God damn, I can't believe I thought any of that shit was real. Um, but anyways, in the dream, all this shit was, was fucking out of control. And I'm like, God damn, that's some fucking crazy shit. But then part of me is like, well, just deal with it, bitch. Because it's just keep moving. Don't think about it too much because this shit's looking scary. I mean, I'm fucking freaked out when I see like these weird bugs in my dream. And then I look up, and for some reason I'm walking along these planks, like these long ass like planks, and there's water in between the planks. And when I say planks, I'm on like like dock planks, and they're going out into this sort of swamp or something. And I look out there, and it looks like somebody put a fucking blanket or something on this plank. But as I'm looking, it fucking starts moving, and it turns into, and it turns out it's a big fucking moth the size of a fucking Volkswagen bug. I'm like, what the fuck is that? What in the fucking fuck is that thing? And there's m multiple ones, because I look on another plank, because I'm like, well, I better get off this plank, even though the thing flew off the plank, but I could see another one way off in the distance. I'm like, what the fuck are these things? Anyways, that dream kept going. But I just remembered that part of it right now. And I was like, ugh. Anyways, I'm like, man, why can't I have some good, like, dreams where I'm hanging out with Russian sex workers? Like, in real life. Like, have my dreams be, like, my real life? But that's not my real life. Anyways. No, I got a bunch of fucking mutant bugs and lizards and snakes and shit in my dream i don't like those dreams at all um so i put out an album in 2006 2008 who cares called i'm good now and this is one of the uh one of the songs that was on the record it's called come with me tonight and it's kind of similar to it's kind of similar to the track that um went on there so it leads me to believe now this is so long ago i can't really remember 
How about me just yawning? I could have like pressed stop and then yawned and then started again, but that's not the way I do it. I just do I do this podcast unedited because I'm that's the kind of person I am. A pro. Um anyways, it leads me to believe that probably what I what happened when I went to record this song with my buddy Billy Harvey, who produced this record, is we took my original Pro Tools track. Pro Tools is the software that I used to record, or I used it for years. I don't use it anymore. I stopped using it a couple years ago, and I use Logic now. This is for people that like to record songs on their computer. This is information for them. Um, so I probably took my original recording and went into the studio with Billy, and then we used part of it or some of it or we just tracked to it because it's very similar sounding but it is different enough and I find it interesting and maybe you might find it interesting to see what the original song sounded like so this would have been the way the song sounded the day that I wrote it so uh, once I write a song once I come up with the idea and write it I usually don't change it very much after that it changes a little bit sometimes when I play it live. Every once in a while, I'll think of a different line or a word here or two that I'll change. And then sometimes when I go in the studio, it'll change a little bit, like musically. Uh, it'll change because the guys play it differently, and I'll be like, oh, that's pretty cool. But for the most part, whatever the song is, it's like a baby again. I'm going to keep using that analogy, I guess. It's like a baby it kind of is what it is when it's born, and uh, and then kind of later on you find out what kind of baby it is. Um, and so this is what the song sounded like the day I wrote it, and it, it turned out pretty good. This is definitely one of those songs where after I wrote it, I was like, oh, that's a pretty good song. And I remember where I, where I was when I wrote it. I think I remember where I was. I think I wrote it in L.A., staying out there uh, for a couple weeks, and I, I believe that's where I wrote this song. So let's check it out. It's called Come With Me Tonight, and it go a little something like this. Gum. I 
smooth as 151 You can come while I'm coming. You can come with me. That's what that song means, by the way. I don't know if you ever realized that. I probably did. But if you didn't, you're like, oh, Bobby, why did you say that? Because now you've messed that song up for me. It doesn't have to mean that. It could mean, hey, why don't you just come with me? Like, you know, we're going to go somewhere and you come with me. It doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to achieve uh, an ejaculatory state together at the same time. It doesn't mean that necessarily. Um, yeah. Uh, the thing I remember the most about that song is that drum track. So I, I had this CD that had all these drum loops and I used to use that thing all the time for a lot of songs. Uh, that King of the world song has one of those drum loops in it. And I just remember I feel like the whole song was based on that one drum loop. That ting, 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 you know, uh, is real sort of intricate drum line. And then the my drummer at the time, Raphael Guile, who plays the drums on the actual record, uh, I was like, hey, man, can you play that? And he just like, it, like listened to it for a half a second. He was like, you mean this? And then he just started playing it. And I was like, I guess that's something that drummers know that. I guess it's a thing. But for me, I was like, there's no way I could ever play that. But uh, I just thought that that drum loop was pretty cool. But listening to it now, I'm like, oh, man. So that guitar playing on there is pretty good. And the singing was pretty good. Because I think that singing was all before autotune. I don't, I don't know if you guys know this or not. But nowadays, they have this, you know, you think autotune, you think uh you know, like some robot auto-tune, but really they've perfected pitch correction software now. So everything that you hear, everyone that you hear, including me, when you hear the final version of it, it's been, the the pitch has been corrected on it. So nobody has to be able to sing anymore. You, you can literally not be able to hold a note and it'll sound like you can sing like a bird because of that pitch correction software. But that song was written so long ago that I don't think, I don't think I, I definitely wasn't using it on that song because uh, if they would have had anything at that point, it would have been autotune In autotune. You can really hear, or back then you could really hear it. Um, you could hear the processing of it. And, uh, and nowadays you just can't. They've just perfected it and uh, they can make anybody sound like they're a great singer, which which I find fascinating, especially because we've been watching a lot of old musicals. We watched Hello, Dolly a couple days ago here at the house. And all I could think about the whole time was like, all these motherfuckers are singing these songs. Like nobody's auto-tuning shit. Nobody's pitch-correcting shit. And, and lots of times they're a little out of tune. Uh, when they're singing, but you know, that's, that's what makes it, uh, that's what makes it special, man. We're just, I feel like we're just flying through this show because we're getting, we're getting towards, uh, getting towards the end. 
let's listen to another one. This is a this isn't super old. Uh, it's probably like from three or four years ago. It's called "Some Kind of Life." I know I wrote it after Michael Jackson died, but it's weird now because God, he had. He, he, has it been ten years since he died? I don't know. I guess I could look it up, but I'm not. I'm not going to do that. But I know I wrote this after he died, and I remember when Michael Jackson died. Um, and if you like Michael Jackson, and you, if you're going to get pissed off by what I said, then then I don't care again at all because he's a pedophile. So, or he was a pedophile. Um. Yeah. But I I remember when he died, I was happy that he was dead because at that point it was unsure, uh, it was unclear whether he was a pedophile or not. Now I was like, well, all you know, it was like a lot of smoke. There's probably a fire here because there is a fuckload of smoke. And if there's no fire, like what the fuck? Is somebody making some tea? Because uh, if they're making tea, that's some fucking musky, smoky tea they're making. Uh, but, of course, then I saw Leaving Neverland. And uh, once you see that, you're like, oh, yeah, of course, he's he's a pedophile. Uh, and I'm not going to explain why that proves he's a pedophile. You just see there's, 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 here's what there is. There's two types of people. There's people that love Michael Jackson that want to always listen to Michael Jackson, don't want to hear shit about him being a pedophile. And so they're like, yeah, I'm not going to watch that. I'm not going to watch that movie. And then there's the people that watch it, and then they're like, oh, shit, yeah, okay, well, he was a pedophile. Then you can decide once you, once you realize he's a pedophile if you want to keep listening to that music or not. Uh, it's it, kind of done for me. I'm not going to... But I was never a big fan, so I, I could take it or leave it. Um. You know, I don't know why. I I, th- I think he's talented. He was definitely a talented guy. He was a good dancer, uh, but not my favorite. So don't give a shit. Um, now I did use him in this song as an example of somebody who, even though might have been a pedophile, is still in heaven. And even though I know he's a pedophile now, if there is a heaven, he's definitely in heaven. That's. Because I think everybody goes to heaven. Because uh, I don't think you can decide who you are. Uh, I think, I mean, maybe you can decide who you are before you were born, but all roads lead to heaven, I guess is what I'm saying. I'm saying that no matter how evil or horrible you are on earth, that decision about how horrible or evil you are is out of your hands once you're born. But Bobby, we got free will. Do we have free will? I don't know if we do or not. I don't know if people can control. I mean, you think you have free will. You think you do because you're like, well, I can do anything right now. No, you can't. You can't do anything. You can only do one thing. Whatever you do. I know, but I could like go left instead of right. No, you can't. You can either go left or you can go right. Or not do anything. But whatever it is that you're doing, you're going to do one thing. And that's the only thing you're going to do. And that's the way it is your whole life. Now, did I just become, did I just explain one of the hardest things there is to explain to you people in a way that makes it easy to understand? The answer is ding, 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 ding. Yes. Uh, Why that is, I don't know. But 
as I was explaining, I was like, really just kind of explaining it to myself. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Anyways, so this song uses Michael Jackson pre-me watching Leaving Neverland. And so, I don't know. It is weird now when I listen to this song. Because when I wasn't sure if he was a pedophile, there was a mystery to it. And now that I'm sure he was a pedophile, there was no mystery. And then I'm like, now I've got a song with a pedophile in it. And, uh, uh, not my favorite. So who knows? Maybe he might get written out of this song. I don't know. I like this song, though. I do like the song. And the song is about what I was just talking about. So let's listen to it. It won't explain things as neatly and as wonderfully as I just did. But let's listen to it anyways. Why not? We're at the song club. Michael Jackson lives in heaven. He has stars in his eyes. Rainbows fall down to the earth whenever he cries. And he hears you when you're sleeping. He knows from your more of that song but we're getting close to the end here so uh i'm gonna thank everybody for coming out today uh to the song club don't you feel like we're in like a tropical paradise right now well we are that's why it feels that way because we are we're at the song club baby anyways i want to thank you guys for coming out to the song club today i truly do uh And thanks for being part of my Patreon. And if you're just here visiting the podcast and you're not a member of the song club, you can get all the songs that you heard in today's song club and all the other song club songs uh, just by signing up today. So go to patreon.com backslash Bob Schneider and you can join. Now, I've got two more songs, but I'm not going to talk about them. I got a song called New York, which will be on the on the uh, which you'll hear. If you are lucky enough to be part of my Patreon, uh, it's a song I wrote um, uh, about, I guess it's about, uh, I was spending a lot of time in New York. I was dating a girl in New York and I was spending a lot of time there and I guess it's about New York and it's about a certain type of of, uh, uh, chick that lives in New York. I don't even know if it's about the girl that I was dating but it's an amalgamum of her and some other people and New York. So check that song out uh, in the song club. And then I'm going to get out of here with a song called Queen of Hearts, which uh, is another new song from this month. 
And uh, it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a, you know, one of those uh, Mardi Gras sort of songs, sort of like Dr. John, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, it's kind of a fun song. I like it. Um, and uh, we'll go out. We'll 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 get we'll get out of here with that song. And uh, thanks again. It was nice hanging out with you guys and ladies. We'll see you next time. Yeah. The story about the stone cold killer Sneak up on you when the sun went down Or the one about the man that got murdered She put the poison in his dressing gown Or the guy from the filling station Went on a tropical vacation A week alone down in the Bahamas Next thing you know they're interviewing his mama It was unexpected, nobody saw it coming They didn't know she had a dark, dark past you suspected she was hiding a sick secret But she wasn't and came out at last And said, whoa, my, my, my And now you're messing with the queen of hearts The mistress of the dark, dark guards She's as evil as the devil's daddy She's a killer and she's such a bad She take it down and rip the world apart Don't mess with the queen of hearts I heard that story about the bones in her backyard They found a bird after she had passed who would have thought she could get away with murder? I mean, how long do you think you would last? I mean, they never caught her. She got away with it. It's hard to say if she really did. It's hard to know what anybody else is thinking. Might not be easy keeping that sort of thing we're hidden. Everybody got a different way of dealing. I'm hard to dig out there. It's hard to know what's in another person's heart. I don't know what anyone else felt, but I won't.